This is Optimal Living Daily, episode 996, The Way You Think About Willpower Is Hurting You, part two by Nir Eyal of nearandfar.com, and I'm Justin Mollick. Happy Sunday, and welcome to the old podcast, the OLD podcast, that's the Optimal Living Daily podcast, where I simply read to you like a big ongoing audiobook with many different authors. But today being a continuation from yesterday, so I'd recommend listening to yesterday's episode first. And I wanted to quickly mention something new that I'm using. They are not an official sponsor of the show, but I've been getting value out of them, so I wanted to tell you about it. They are blue light blocking glasses. So blue light has been proven to mess with your sleep, like if you get screen time in or even regular lights in your house before bedtime. So a friend recommended these glasses, and I legitimately believe it's helping me to get to sleep faster because it's blocking that specific kind of light. If you wanna check out the ones I got, come by oldpodcast.com slash glasses. Hopefully that can help you sleep better also. And after you're all caught up, let's get right to part two and start optimizing your life. The Way You Think About Willpower Is Hurting You, part two, by Nir Eyal of nearandfar.com. Your willpower is limited if you think it is. So what explains the phenomenon observed by researchers? After all, isn't it common knowledge that working hard drains our energy and that refueling with cookies or other indulgences makes us better able to carry on with difficult tasks? It turns out this is a classic case of how correlation does not imply causation. The anecdotal effects observed by early ego depletion studies may have been authentic, but it now appears that researchers behind the studies jumped to the wrong conclusions. New research proposes another explanation for why we run out of steam. In a study conducted by the Stanford psychologist Carol Dweck and her colleagues published in the journal Proceedings of the National Academy of Sciences, Dweck concluded that signs of ego depletion were observed only in test subjects who believed willpower was a limited resource. Those participants who did not see willpower as finite did not show signs of ego depletion. It appears ego depletion may be just another example of the way belief drives behavior. Thinking we're spent makes us feel worse, while rewarding ourselves with an indulgence makes us feel better. It's not the sugar in the lemonade that produces the sustained mental stamina, but rather the placebo effect at work. If ego depletion is essentially caused by self-defeating thoughts, one has to wonder about the harm done by this overturned hypothesis. Many people, particularly self-help gurus, still promote the idea of ego depletion, perhaps unaware of the contradictory evidence calling the theory into question. But if Dweck's conclusions are correct, then perpetuating the idea of willpower as a finite resource is doing real harm. For one, spreading the ego depletion hypothesis is making people less likely to actually accomplish their goals by inserting the idea in the first place, giving them reason to quit when they could otherwise persist. And ancillary propositions, such as the glucose depletion theory, hit us twice. Not only do they provide a subconscious rationale for quitting prematurely, but they also fatten us up with a sugary pseudo-pick-me-up. Looking at willpower differently. Baumeister says he and his colleagues are working on further studies to show ego depletion is real. It may well be that in carefully controlled lab conditions, willpower does appear to run out, even though the contradictory evidence makes this conclusion premature. Perhaps the idea of ego depletion caught on because it satisfies a need to justify why we sometimes do things we know we shouldn't, like slacking off at work when we should be finishing a project. But rather than looking for a hidden willpower gas tank in our heads that doesn't exist, 
perhaps we should accept that we are fragile, distractible beings and cut ourselves some slack. Perhaps our flagging energies and wandering minds are trying to tell us something. Michael Inslecht, a professor of psychology at the University of Toronto and the principal investigator at the Toronto Laboratory for Social Neuroscience, believes willpower is not a finite resource, but instead acts like an emotion. Just as we don't run out of joy or anger, willpower ebbs and flows based on what's happening to us and how we feel. Viewing willpower through this lens has profound implications. For one, if mental energy is more like an emotion than like fuel in a tank, it can be managed and utilized as such. A toddler might throw a temper tantrum when refused a toy, but adults learn to ride out bad feelings. Similarly, when we need to perform a difficult task, it's more productive and healthful to believe a lack of motivation is temporary than it is to tell ourselves we're spent and need a break and some ice cream. But sometimes a lack of motivation isn't temporary. Feelings are our body's way of conveying information our conscious minds might miss. When a lack of mental energy is chronic, we should listen to our willpower just as we should listen to our emotions. Most studies to date have looked at willpower as a force that helps people do things they don't want to do or that helps them resist temptations they'd rather give in to. But if we adjust a perspective and treat willpower as an emotion, it could instead be seen as providing insights about what we should and shouldn't be spending our time on. For example, whenever I feel myself easily distracted while working on an article, I know something isn't right. If I'm checking Facebook or Twitter more than I should, I take that as a clear sign I've lost interest in the topic and should write about something else. If I were to force myself to power through despite my lack of interest, I'm sure I could write an article or two, but I certainly wouldn't be able to make a lifetime career out of it. However, when I find a topic that piques my curiosity or is in line with a cause I believe in, I get into a zone where time flies and words flow. I no longer need to force myself to write. I want to write. After a day of working on tasks requiring no willpower, I don't feel drained. I feel energized. I don't feel like binge-watching Netflix. I feel like telling the world about what I'm working on. Fundamentally, we give up on tasks that don't engage us. Doing unsolvable puzzles for the order of a social scientist in a lab coat isn't fun, nor is it purposeful. Same goes for the mindless tasks too many people suffer through each day at work. We can power through unenjoyable tasks for a while, but we'll never be our best if we ignore what our feelings are telling us. By listening to our lack of willpower as we would an emotion, as a helpful decision-making assistant working in concert with our logical capabilities, we can find new paths that may not require us to do things we fundamentally don't want to do. Just as we should seek joy indirectly by engaging in enjoyable pursuits, we can receive the benefits of willpower indirectly by removing the need to expand it in the first place. Instead of focusing on willpower, we should look to the power of will. You just listened to part two of the post titled, The Way You Think About Willpower Is Hurting You by Nir Eyal of nearandfar.com. And Nir is spelled N-I-R. We've heard from a lot of amazing people on this podcast, but if you're like me, you wanna go deeper. So where can you go to learn from the most remarkable people? That's Masterclass. Masterclass offers unlimited access to intimate one-on-one classes with over 180 world-class instructors, plus every new membership comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee, so there's no risk. There are over 200 classes to pick from with new classes added every month, like John Kabat-Zinn's. He's a mindfulness expert who teaches you how to incorporate meditation into your everyday life. 
I've loved his class. It's really helped me to hone my meditation skills, especially when I'm out and experience stressful situations and don't have the time or space to have a proper meditation session. I feel that thanks to his class, I've really been able to stay more composed no matter what's happening. And right now, our listeners will get an additional 15% off an annual membership at masterclass.com slash old. Get 15% off right now at masterclass.com slash old. Masterclass.com slash old. Before we go, just a quick reminder, if you're interested in those blue light blocking glasses that I got, they've been helping me out. I wear them before bed and it's helping me fall asleep faster. Plus there's a ton of research behind the effects of blue light on your sleep. You can find more info about that and see the glasses I got at oldpodcast.com slash glasses. They didn't sponsor the show, but they've been working well for me. So maybe it'll work well for you too. But that'll do it for today and this weekend. I'll be back tomorrow, so I'll see you there where your optimal life awaits.